Welcome to My American Vida. I'm your host, Leisa Carrillo, and this is my podcast where I will share the story of my life growing up in Cuba and how I came to live here in America. I will share my journey to becoming an entrepreneur with the people who have helped and inspired me along the way. Turn in once a month to enter into my world, to grow personally and professionally. My mission for you to know is don't wait for someone to tell you you are good enough because you know what? You already are. I got gifted with a second mom. Welcome back to my American Vida. Wow. This episode is going to be so intense because some people define the reason why they are in your life. And this person is Vicky Diaz. (laughs) Thank you for loving me, supporting me, in every moment of my life here in America. You were there on my wedding day where my parents couldn't come from Cuba. You were where I got pregnant. You were there where I lost my babies. You were my first client at hair school. You helped me move out when I got divorced. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You and you and you, and the list goes on and on and on. I love you so much, Mommy Vicky. I love you too. Welcome. (laughs) And you're making me cry just from the get-go. Jesus. Oh, my God. (laughs) We start like that? Oh, my gosh. So, Vicky, tell the audience that doesn't know you, of course, why everybody calls you Mommy Vicky. <laughs> it started uh, back in, I believe it was 19... When, when did you guys get here? 2004. 2004. A little bit before that, uh, other people came into my life and started calling me Mommy Vicky. And uh, it, got, it just stuck. Uh, people started calling me Mommy Vicky. And even at work, some people call me Mommy Vicky because I'm like a mom <laughs> to everybody. She's and a I, big teddy bear. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I love hugging. I love kissing. I love loving. I love sharing my life with people just so that they learn my ways and my experiences. And people just started calling me Mommy Vicky. I don't know. It's just, it's stuck. <laughs> and they call, and because of that, they call my husband Papi Moise. I know. My, your dad. <laughs> I know. He's my dad too. Yes. And uh, aside from having been there in your wedding, aside from having been there in your ups and downs and your sideways and your upways and your slant ways, every which way, we were always there for you in any which way you needed us. And we're always going to be there for you because you are the little girl that I never had. 
<laughs> and uh, I have two sons, and uh, now I have two, three beautiful granddaughters. But you know, you were my little girl then, and you always will always be my little girl. Thank you, thank you for welcoming in your heart, your yes. house, your soul, and all the good stuff that you can bring. Yes. To my life every single day. I think every day I learn from you, I grow from you, and I'm so glad that we met back in 2004 when I moved to America, remember? Yes. Guys, Papi Moise, just talking about Papi Moise for a little bit. My husband. He took me to buy my first car. Yes. Can you tell them a little bit about that first car? Because he well, always laughed about it and remind me about it. And I'm like, She ooh, wanted ooh. a yellow car. <laughs> At first, they went to every dealer in town, and they would go and, you know, if they didn't have a yellow car, they would walk away. And so the first question out of everybody, or out of my husband, was, do you have yellow cars? Do you have yellow cars? <laughs> well, if you know Moses, Moses is 6'5". At that time, he was almost 400 pounds. I know. He was huge. Now he's barely 180. He's very thin. And... Uh, He's just a very, he was a very big man. <laughs> and to walk in and say, do you have yellow cars? And in, in an accent, in a very heavy uh, Cuban accent, Cuban accent <laughs> very similar to uh, Lucy, Lucy uh, Ricky, Ricky Ricardo's accent. <laughs> do you have a yellow car? Uh, no, you know, it, it was very, very hard to say no and, and, and to continue with, without laughing about that, that moment when they were buying her car. But yeah. I made it to... You finally, you finally ended up with a blue car. I know. Because they didn't have a yellow car. Of course. So they you, all were sports and super expensive. I yes. don't know what I was thinking. Yes. So you ended up with a blue car. Mm -hmm. And that lasted you for a long, long for time. For a long time. And he got me a really good deal, guys. Because when we're talking about this amazing family, Mami Vicky and, of course, Papi Moise... And my kids, my boys. Yes, your kids and everybody. So it was kind of the first Cuban family I met when I moved to Las Vegas. So I didn't know nothing about going to the bank, doing any shopping. Like, I remember you were, te I mean, you're taking me to grocery shopping yeah. and show me, like, what to really buy and what not to buy. <laughs> yeah, we we took over, like, you would hold a 13-year-old by the hand and you take him to the grocery <laughs> store and you say, this is, this is, this is a grocery store because in Cuba, you don't have these commodities and no. things. So we showed them, you know, this is the tomato sauce that you would buy. And this is the, this, this, these are, you know, the, the canned goods that you would buy to have as a staple in your, in your pantry, in your kitchen. These are the things you need uh, because they came and they didn't know how to cook or how to make anything we weren't so young. they were so young so we i i my husband and i love to cook so we taught them many recipes and them and when i'm talking them it's the entire or as many as probably 35 people that were calling me mom and dad you know i know yeah because you not only i mean kind of like a we connected but you were opening your heart and your house for every single person at the show yeah like you guys remember, we were talking about how I got to America. We're like 50 something of us. We were came super young, so we didn't know much. Mm -hmm. We left our family behind. 
just in case you're listening to my podcast right now and you haven't checked the first one or the second one. But um, that's what it was. So she felt, Mami Vicky felt like, oh my God, these kids are basically on their own. Let me just explain to them what America is about. Yeah. So um, I took care of the home life where my husband took care of the business life. I know. And he's the one that taught them how to do the banking and how to buy a car and how to you know, open a savings account and things like that, where I was more of the culinary in the kitchen and laundry, what laundry powder to buy. <laughs> no, right. what, Conditioner, uh, we what, don't have all that. Yeah, yes. We just have just like one brand of, that's it. of soap. You even took us, maybe like 10 of us, to the gynecologist. The gynecologist, yes. My gynecologist, Dr. Maybe, here in Las Vegas, was kind enough to open his office on Saturday mornings and I would take I, 10 girls at a time, maybe a little bit less, but some, most of the time it was 10 girls. And I got them on birth control I and I got them all the bugs taken care of. <laughs> you help us with everything. We, yeah, that was in the very beginning. We, and Dr. Maybe was so, always so happy to, to be able to be there for you guys as well. He always asks about you guys and how, how are the girls doing? And he's very, very nice, very I nice know, man. I love him. I remember him yes. so well. So, Vicky, how did you make it to America? Because you're Cuban, right? Yes, I was born in Cuba. I came to the United States when I was uh, 13 years old. But before that, I left Cuba, of course, at 10 years old. And we lived in Spain for three years. And then we moved to Chicago. And then came to Las Vegas because my dad was a casino dealer when Cuba was Cuba, way back in the 1950s when the casinos were there. So he got a magnificent job here at Caesars Palace as a dealer, and uh, we came and made our life here in Las Vegas. But mainly for five years, we lived in Chicago, where my family, my dad's family was living there, my aunts and my uncles. And uh, then we moved to Las Vegas, and since 1979, I've been living here. Why do you guys left Cuba? We left Cuba because my parents, my dad's family, all of them, had moved already to, to the United States. As soon as the, the government turned south, uh, we moved to, I mean, we, they decided they didn't want to be part of that. Even New though we, government. We, yeah, the, the, the government, the communism and all that, they didn't want to be part of that. And we were able to, after paying a lot of money, move to the United States. But we had to go through Cuba, through Spain, in order to make it. They, they had an arrangement back then yeah, that if can. you moved to, to Spain, you could live here for, um, I don't know, live, lived in, live in Spain for three, five, three to five years. And when you came to the United States, you already had your, you were able to get your citizenship and all that legally. And all it was done very legal, very, very much legal, everything. So now that you're saying that, uh, how old were you when you moved to Chicago? 13. So what was your biggest culture shock when you got to Chicago? Oh, not having the, because I lived in Spain, in, in Spain people are very friendly, very neighborly. You know, I had very many, immediately my neighbors came and, and were very loving and very, 
they were offering their lives. In Chicago, people are more reserved. Yeah. And that was a culture shock for me. Too. I mean, by the way, if you guys don't know Spanish people, they give you two kisses. Yes. No one, two. When they see you, they <laughs> say hi. Mwah, mwah, on your shit. <laughs> Twice. So I imagine for you to be in yeah. Chicago and not even having yeah, it, those it, two kisses all the time. From yeah. People, it, huh? it, you would meet people. It was like, you know, they would shake your hand. It was like, oh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cold. But that, you know, you get used to it. It's just not as that was that was the culture shock for me. And of course, the weather. Oh my God, Chicago was very, 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 very cold starting the end of August, and summer would start the end of June. <laughs> wow! So very, very small summers, but it's beautiful there. I love, I love my city, and I'll always love it. And I, I love being part of uh, my high school. I learned English immediately. You know, with my teachers in Chicago, they were very accommodating to me i learned the constitution of the united states you know and and how we became a nation and i loved being part of all that and it, that first summer i got here in april so that first summer before i started my first year of high school, of eighth grade i had intense very intense classes of how to learn english and so by by september 1st i knew how to get along and how to become an American. So we, I, I fit right in, me and my sister and my brother, and we all fit right in. And I always tell people how much opportunity America have for us. Mm -hmm. You know, like, especially now that I'm talking to you and you live in Cuba, in Spain, like you have a taste of Europe and then you came to America. And for me, because I visit or stay for six months or whatever, and I always tell Americans, please be grateful because this is a good country. Oh, yes. It's a good country. And when I want to say this, is because your parents, I don't think they ever ended up like learning English fluently. No, no. We were my parents. My sister, my brother, and I were my parents' translators. We were their voice, their, their everything. So, because they, they, you know, they when they came, they were older. They didn't want to, They their brain was to make money so that we could survive, not to be bothered with learning English at the time. So we, if they needed a check written or if they needed a, something taken care of in, in any bank or any grocery store or anything, we would be the ones that would help them and translate. Not to mention that even like that, they got to raise you guys properly. All you guys went to school and became... Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean. Yes. Like, my brother is a, an architect in, in uh, Minnesota. My sister is an, uh, she's a, she's an art major uh, now going for her master's in, in, in marketing right now. And she's got a magnificent job as well as my brother. I'm the hairdresser. I'm, I'm more relaxed. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a little bit. Because the you hairdresser. went to beauty school, right? I went to beauty school. And I, when I first met you, remember, we the first thing I did for you was I gave you a pedicure and a manicure. I know. Remember that? I love it. I remember. Yep. And uh, I think one of the reasons you became a hairdresser is because of my influence in you and the, the possibilities that you had with becoming a hairdresser. Yeah, because I wasn't... I wasn't knowing what to do, literally. Yeah. After I kind of like was over with the show, I didn't know what to do. And right. and we were looking for things that I could feel related and easy. Because back then, my English wasn't this good. <laughs> I don't think I'm 
the best English speaker ever, but I'm way better than what I used to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so back then I was like, okay, I need a new career, but uh, let's see what career could be that <laughs> I don't have to like go through 10,000 books. And right. Well, remember when you went to college to learn to be an uh, interior decorator? I, I would take your test. Interior design. Interior design. I, like, I, would, <laughs> I would study for you and take your tests. And I became, the, I became the interior designer afterwards. Oh, my God. It was so hard because I had to find translations. And yes. I would stay hours and hours. I haven't talked to the audience about that part of my life when I decide to stop dancing. That's going to come maybe in the next episode. But um, why why I think about you, Vicky, for this, because I'm, I'm somebody that I'm extremely grateful for your friendship, your motherhood. Like you took me under your wings and I felt that why not to just have this conversation with somebody that we can learn so much from, mm -hmm. you know, like you are so sweet, but not only that, you're so smart and you always there for every single body. Why? Why you have that sweetheart that you always, <laughs> if somebody needs, oh, I, I can help. Oh, I can bring, oh, I can take you. Why? How? <laughs> Why you don't say no? I, I can't say no. Um, it's just something that's in me. My mom, although she was stronger than me, I'm more mush, but my <laughs> mom taught me to be this good. And then, you know, it, it just developed from there. I just... It's nothing, I'm not special, I'm not anything special, I'm normal, but I just do more, I think, than some people do, but <laughs> yes, you do. I kind of go out of my way. You go out of your way. And I don't, I don't mind it, I don't mind doing it, I don't mind, it's, to me, nothing is a bother, nothing is, it's just me. And let me tell you guys, we all came together, right? We all start getting married. Mm -hmm. We all start getting kids and all of that, right? So this person next to me, <laughs> she hosts maybe minimal 10 baby showers on your house. Yes. Tell me. I think a minimal 10. <laughs> well, not only that, I became a doula. You became a doula. You were in everybody's delivery I day because I we didn't have our moms here. <laughs> I became a minister. For me, to for marry you. me. And I, married, <laughs> I did your wedding. I studied to be a minister and I became a minister. One of those that you pay a certain amount and you become a minister in, in, online. I did that. I, be, I became a doula. Not with, I, I never got the certificates, but I studied every detail about being a doula. So I've helped deliver many, 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 many babies. in total. I, well, 19 in total I delivered or helped deliver. And uh, I became, what else? Uh, their hairdresser. <laughs> when, you, when you weren't doing it, I was doing their hair straightening it, making sure it was nice and smooth and uh, what else? You have done so much. I've done a lot. Lady, <laughs> their their chef. On. Totally, everything yes. and more. Yes. We love you so much. Thank you. I love you guys. So I, I consider you. you a person that know me really well. Mm -hmm. Like not many people know me really, really well. So if you could describe me in oh. three words, what that would be? Well, I think you are innovative, very loving, and just plain old amazing. <laughs> in every sense of the word, amazing. Uh, innovative. She, the things you've done, the things you've created, and the life you've made for yourself, it's amazing. I mean, you have become 
a very well-known hairstylist with many new innovative ideas and creations, which are amazing. I still can't get over your new styling, your new way of cutting hair, because that's just <laughs> not the way I was taught to cut hair, but it's coming along. And as far as loving, you are, you, you've got a big, as big a heart as I do. Get out of here. You're, you're very similar to me. I think we're, we were somewhere way back, mother daughter at I one know. point. Connected. We, we've been always been connected. For sure. And yeah. now talking about connections and things like that, I want to talk to you about something. It might surprise you. I don't know if the audience is ready for this, but. This is something that I learned from you through this year. I learned so many things, but this is something that I learned a lot from you and have helped me the last year. And it is to not be afraid of death. Death. Yeah. Death. So it was something that the way you were mentioning it to me, especially because you went through it, of course, before me. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, I was just so sad when my dad passed last year. And because of you and the way you handle your, you know, the way you, your parents, I think they were pretty close when mm-hmm. that happened. And the way you explained it to me made me has a better transition to the situation, mm-hmm. you know. Can you explain to the audience how you see it? Because this is so interesting, guys. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm not special. I'm, I just, I feel that death is just part of life. You have to accept it. There's no getting out of it. It's the only sure thing we have. We don't know when we're going to be born, but we and we don't know when we're going to die. But once we're we're here to at a at an at a particular amount of time. Uh, so, you know, the thing that you need to do is make the best of it. To spend your life think worrying about death and how you're going to handle somebody's death or your family. That's not necessary. It's going to happen. So get over it. It's going to happen. It's okay to mourn. It's okay to be sad, but continue your life because you too are going to go away. And so be the best you do the best you can, you know? And I remember also you explaining to me because you also extremely spiritual and you Mm -hmm. were saying like, no, that person always was going to be with you. Oh, that, it's just physically the body. The body's gone, but that person, like my mom and my dad, are always with me. I'm always with them, as well as, you know, my grandma, my grandfather, and anybody else that has passed. They're always with us. They're always with with you. Uh, maybe you know, not in like a ghost, but inside your heart, and in in the way they were, the things they taught you, the things they said to you. That's what needs to keep you motivated to live and to be the best you can be to carry on exactly and that's what i felt like i'm i mean i'm who i am because all the stories that i heard from my dad growing up you know how he had to sacrifice so much to be Mm -hmm. recognized and all of that so i'm always trying to keep that legacy i'm always trying to prove my parents that i can be better and i can do more like i always grew up thinking Okay, he did that. Mm-hmm. He was basically from humble beginning. Humble beginning, like bad. Like not having shoes to go to school. Like 
what am I complaining for? Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like I trying to keep all those moments that I have with him really tight and I don't want to let go to those yeah, moments the, and yeah it's it, keep them keep them in your heart don't be sad be happy for that person that went because you will eventually I feel you will see them soon enough I, they'll and, and they're with you they're inside of you they're with you and you will see them again I feel I mean that's the way I was taught to believe you will see them soon enough so don't be sad be happy that you you are that you had a part of them that you were part of their life and that they were part of yours and they yours and that they taught you what they taught you thank you You're thank you because that was so helpful for sure you're welcome so Vicky, i know that you have never returned returned to cuba right mm -hmm. but you are so cuban <laughs> <laughs> She cooked the best Cuban food. She done salsa like nobody. No. And she knows so much about the culture, the grandma, grain, 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 grandma recipe. I mean, there is a dessert that we eat on New Year's and Christmas all of that time. And I haven't ever tried better than on her house. So she's that kind of Cuban that she is deep in the culture and she knows a lot about what Cuban is about. Yeah. Even if you, you know, you didn't grow up there. No. No, I left, as I said, I left when I was 10. But my mom was amazing. Even though we didn't do much cooking when I was growing up. I, I didn't, I learned to cook after I got married, my first marriage. Um, I, it's, my mom made sure that I was as Cuban as Cuba can be. <laughs> so I always say I'm more Cuban than the palm trees in Cuba. <laughs> Um, I, I love my culture. I love being Cuban. I love being bilingual. I love raising my children the way I raised them to, to love their, my culture as well as theirs. And they have a third culture. Their, their father is from Spain. They're not my first, my, my husband now, they're not his children, even though he got them when he, when they were little. So they have three different cultures that they had to deal with. So, but I make sure that they, uh, they knew the Cuban culture and they both dance salsa speak and Spanish, they, they yeah. speak Spanish. They love black beans and rice, which is our <laughs> staple. They love to cook. They, they don't get out of the house unless they're ironed and the creases in their shirt is nice and done because that's something about Cubans. Cubans are very neat about their, the way they dress. <laughs> I know. Um... They, they, you know, I just, I love being Cuban. I, what else can I say? If I had a magic wand, what would I change? I would definitely give Cuba freedom to be free from, from communism and socialism. I would do that immediately. Uh, I would fill, I would fix all the streets, all the potholes. <laughs> <laughs> I would do the infrastructure and change it and, and modernize it. I fix. I would fix all the buildings. I would bring more tourism. Cuba was supposed to be what Vegas is no. now. Cuba, that was the the the, the plan is for Cuba to be what Vegas is. And let me tell you guys, I could see her face when we were coming back from Cuba to see our parents and we would show her picture and she was like, oh no, Cuba wasn't like that. No. You could see how... It got all destroyed. Yeah. 
I mean, there is not a building that looks nice anymore. No. And you remember walking to the streets and Cuba was so beautiful. And I can see how sad you get when you see that. Yeah. So I can tell the frustration. In my side, I didn't see Cuba that beautiful ever. Mm -hmm. So I cannot compare. But I know you guys, generations, can yeah. complain, complain, um, compare. Yeah. No, the Cuba we, we left is even though it, it was just, it was starting to get deteriorated it's not anywhere near what cuba is like now cuba now is in ruins it is it's i mean it's it's we the world came moved and it developed but cuba didn't no we stayed behind for they sure. stayed behind they, they're back in the 50s or less i mean or, or more further back and uh yeah i would change that i would change so many things i would i wouldn't mind going back and living in cuba but i don't want to leave my united states of america this is my country <laughs> this is this is where i this is where this is my roots right here i i grew new roots here in this country and i don't think i could ever leave here but i would love to visit although not now not i i don't recommend it now to me uh, no, me neither. I don't recommend it now. Yeah, it's, I don't, you know, there's so many other beautiful places in the United States that you can visit that are beautiful and have as many beautiful beaches as Cuba has. And although Cuba has some gorgeous beaches and everything, um, I wouldn't, I, I don't, I don't have any desire to go back. First of all, because I don't have any immediate family. My family, all my family lives here. So nothing really pulls me to go to Cuba. You know, it would just be for a culture type trip to to reconnect reconnect with that culture but other than that no i'm not i'm not really interested in going back i don't have the desire to go back i don't have any nothing is pulling me to go to go over there so so i'm gonna ask you a couple of questions before we yes. end okay this has been so nice thank, thank you, thank you. <laughs> are you surprised that i'm doing this yes i'm very surprised <laughs> and, and we're sitting here and we're holding hands like like two little girls holding hands because we just can't get enough of each other we i am her mom and she's even though she's got her own mom here in the in the united states i i will never give you up you are my little girl and i love you and and that's, that's it. the way it's gonna be. And and I also I also want to say that when I met you, I also met two of two more of my little girls. My yeah, yeah. Lily, my chocolate girl. Yeah. Which she is another beautiful soul in my life, and she lives in Germany. And I also met my Vanilla Marikiki, <laughs> and she lives in Miami. And she and we get together. Er, uh, we we talk on the phone f frequently, and we're of course connected on Facebook and all that. But you are my. Uh, latte. Yeah, and I always I haven't left Vegas, so I think of that yeah. also. Yeah, that kept us made a bit different. Yes, yes. So, because that day I, I just met the three of you, right? It was just you. Yeah, I think it, or at least we three just kept ourselves connected yes. more than the rest. Than the rest for some reason. Yeah, the three of you were my my three little girls. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember you guys took us for the first time to California. Yes. To Hollywood to do all that trip i still look at those pictures <laughs> they were so cute i had the best time yeah we went to california we went to hollywood we went everywhere yeah Hawaii. it was kind of like my first time i left vegas mm -hmm. and i mean 
it couldn't be better with you guys showing us yeah. what Hollywood was and about. What, what about you see all that in the movies? Yeah, when, Cuba, when I went, I was like, what? When I went with the show to Miami with you guys as a chaperone, to, remember? I remember. And everybody was talking about that show on last episode, how yeah. amazing that show was, right, mommy? Yes, yes. The show was amazing. Wow. But I went as a chaperone, and I, I me, your your dad, Moses, and I, and we the, th the two of us went over there with, with the group, and we were... Supporting, very supportive. That. I mean, you were with that the whole time. The only thing you guys missed was like getting a costume on and <laughs> jump on top on the stage, on the stage with yes. us. Other than that, you guys were with us. Yes, for yeah. the most part. Yep. I I knew the show by heart. I know, right? By then, I mean, if anybody messed up in the show, I, I was like, oh shoot. Yeah, you would be like, hey, so I'm so. What happened? Know, what happened? I don't know. She was that. off today. How many times you saw you saw the show? I saw the show. Oh my god. Well, the show was here for how many years? I mean, ooh, I think it was like the first, I think three or four, but we were at the Stardust. At, at the Stardust. Casino, maybe like two. Two years? Well, of those two years, we saw the show at least three times a week. I know. I remember. For the, for the duration. So I knew the show by heart. I knew the songs. I knew when they messed up. I knew when, <laughs> when the costume was ripped or when something went, didn't go right. I oh my god it was I became part of the show from afar. You did, and I remember when no, I no you got you got something you got a recognition from the show director. I think mm -hmm. she gave you a gift. It's for, a little angel. I, have. I know something because mm -hmm. she called you the show angel. The show something. angel, yeah. So she gave me a little angel that I still have. And remember when I took Willie Chirino? I know. I took him to the show. You with took his, so many people. And they met, and then the, Willie Chirino came to my house, and the whole. Uh, cast came to the house I know. and we had a big party with uh, black beans, rice and <laughs> roasted pork or whatever. It, 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 everything was created like in minutes. I know. In minutes. We had the best time back then. We still have good times, but I think about then, I don't know because we were so naive and we were so much in need of family, mm -hmm. you know? So I think you guys were that family for us. And let me tell you, I didn't make any move without telling you. I would be like always counting on you, like, what do you think if I do this? What do you think if I'm yeah. messed up over there? Oh, I have to do that. And uh, it was so good to have somebody, you know, yeah. to lean on and feel supported. Yeah. And Another one that became, that stuck to us, like Louis, Noivelle, she, she, the one that was on, on, the, on the show last year. She's another one of my little girls. And I, I enjoy her company Tremendous. She, she lives here in Las Vegas. So that's yeah. why the two of you are still part of my very, very close part of my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Aww, this is kind of getting to the end. But before we go, tell me one book that you can recommend the audience. Oh, my God. I don't read anymore. I have stopped reading because I have to I punish myself when I because <laughs> <laughs> when I read, I'm, I'm a. Oh my God, I'm a horrible, I'm a horrible reader. I read and I don't stop and until I don't do any until I finish the book. <laughs> so I punish myself and, you, and I tell myself, you're not reading anymore. <laughs> so what I like to read is novels. I love, uh, love novels. So any of the paperbacks that you find, uh, <laughs> I can't think of any particular book, but I just love to read any kind of no love novel because it teaches me to be more loving and more sweet. Oh, more than what you want. <laughs> more than what I am. So tell me about a movie. My favorite movie in the whole wide world is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> <laughs>
I watch that movie at least four, five, six times a year. And I've been watching that movie forever since I was 13 years old in Spain. Uh, it's one of my very favorite movies. I watch it all the time. Another one of my favorites, Pretty Woman. And Aww. I watch that all the time. What else? Uh, just that, you know, funny, funny movies I like. Talking about funny. So what make you laugh? Like what make you like happy that you just like tingling inside? Okay. Many things make me happy. Mainly lately is the fact that I'm a grandma. I am Aww. a grandmother to five beautiful children, Cosette and Exton and Ariseli and Liana and Tomas. They are my life and they make me laugh because they are so funny. <laughs> Every day something is new and they're learning, the, the little ones are learning how to read, how to, how to say the words and how to say the alphabet. And so that's my life right now evolves and revolves around them. And that's what makes me happy and laugh. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, You're mommy, welcome. You're for welcome. today's episode. And I'm, I mean, more than grateful to have you in my life once again. But um, if people want to meet you or connect with you, mm. it is okay that we give them your Facebook? Oh, yeah. Okay. So how can I find on Facebook? What is my Facebook? Vicita Las Vegas at Yahoo.com? No. Yeah. At Yahoo.com, I think it is. I'm, I'm that's your even... Facebook or you? That's my, that's my email. But... Your email. But I think it's Vicky Diaz, maybe? Vicky Diaz, yeah. Vicky Diaz. Let me look. I don't know. I don't even... Ah! I have it here. On... <laughs> I don't know how to be, how to tell you. But you can... Anybody can contact me. I'm... Oh, my God. I, I mean, can't... if you're looking for any Cuban recipe, I mean, she's the best cook ever. Yes. My sons and... want me to make a book. <laughs> she should. Yeah, you should. So, Vicky Diaz on Facebook. It's Vicky Beltrandi. Beltrandi Diaz. Because yes. I had to put my maiden name there so my kids my friends from high school could find me oh okay so beltrandy is b-e-l-t-r-a-n-d-y and then diaz d-i-a-z and it's vicky v-i-c-k-y yeah so that's me thank you so much for listening guys this was another episode of my american vida <laughs> please comment write your review if you like it and please please stay tuned for the next one I love you, I love you, I love you, and I always be your host, Leisa Carrillo. Mwah. Thank you. Bye.